everyone. Before we start this episode, I wanted to pop on here just to let you guys know that Arnie and I are switching to releasing a podcast episode every other week from this point forward. This is really just to make sure that we can give you guys the best content that we can give you. You can still expect to hear the same research-based content from us just every other week. Cranberry juice, vitamin C, it hurts when you pee. This week, the gal pals talk about UTI myths. It's your good cow pals, Kayla and Arnie, bringing you TMI Talks, where you'll be thinking, no one told me. For friends, sisters, and moms. For all women and vagina havers. Evidence-based information brought to you by a science master obsessed with research. And a physician assistant. Just a reminder that this is for educational purposes only. Please seek a medical professional if you have concerns. We do our best to provide up-to-date information backed by evidence-based medicine. We do the research so you don't have to. Hello, welcome to the No One Told Me podcast. This is the first episode in our Mythbusters series where we're talking about cranberry cleanse or UTI-related myths. This is a series where we're going to focus on common myths, and then we bust them. So Kayla, start us off. What is a UTI? I think people go off of what UTI stands for, which is, I guess, a good place to start. Urinary tract infection. So if we take that name, we would understand that a UTI is an infection that occurs within your urinary tract. So when you think about symptoms... During a UTI, things that would normally come to mind are burning when you pee, blood being bright red or pink while you're peeing, cloudy urine, or a strong smelling urine. Artie, are there any other symptoms that we should add to this list? Definitely. So one uh, tangent about bright pink or red colored urine. Sometimes if you've had different foods like beets, you can also experience pink urine. This is not necessarily a cause for concern. However, when it is associated with all the other symptoms you mentioned, then maybe you are dealing with actual blood rather than just a beet-colored urine. I think that's a super important thing to mention because even when I'm just saying it, I wouldn't think about beets. But you're right, when you eat a lot of beets, that's exactly what would happen. So don't be... Don't be concerned if you had a lot of beets and you're not experiencing other symptoms. And in terms of strong smelling urine, I'm sure asparagus connoisseurs know how strong smelling your urine can get after. That's not necessarily what we mean, um, but definitely something to look out for. Other symptoms you can experience is, as you said, burning while you urinate and urgency. So it's the feeling of needing to go pee and sometimes not a lot will come out. Frequency means you feel like you really need to pee often. And lower abdominal pain. So kind of where you would experience cramps is might be somewhere you experience UTI-related abdominal pain. I feel like low abdominal pain is a, is a symptom we keep coming back to. But it's good to know that it's, it can also be an indicator of a UTI. 
I think low abdominal pain is something we'll keep coming back to because all of our genitourinary organs are in that area. So don't be surprised if that's a common symptom in everything we talk about in the future. I'm sure many of us have heard of the first myth we're going to debunk, and it is what we title this podcast after. Now, Arnie, if I drink lots of cranberry juice every day, can I prevent a UTI or cure my UTI through that? So, Kayla, there is a long and complex answer to what this myth is about. But I think that we should start by getting into the logic or quote-unquote logic underlying this myth. So the myth kind of comes from drinking cranberry juice, taking cranberry supplements or vitamin C supplements is going to acidify your urine and kill the bacteria that causes urinary tract infections that way. I think that's where people think that this myth might make sense. However, this myth is debunked. It is not easy to acidify urine. And it's also quite possible to have vitamin C overload in your system. You can experience nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and a whole bunch of other things. If you take too much vitamin C, those are not fun side effects to have. And there is one study that showed that really to make an impact and acidify your urine, you would need to drink one liter of cranberry juice or more in one sitting to have enough concentration of hypouric acid in your urine. One quote that I found while researching was from the Clinician's Handbook of Natural Medicine from 2016 that says, in order to acidify urine or even make a difference in urinary pH, you would need to drink, quote unquote, one liter of cranberry juice or more in one sitting to have enough acid in your urine from drinking that cranberry juice to inhibit bacteria. I also found when I was doing research, and I'm sure you can speak to this a little bit more, that another piece that is used to to back up this myth is that the bacteria needs to adhere to the lining of the bladder, and that is what leads to a UTI, whereas cranberry juice has some type of um, basically saying that cranberry juice has a component that stops bacteria from invading the lining of a bladder. So I'm going to address that in a quick sec, but I definitely want to make a caveat of please try not to drink so much fluid in one sitting. Um, Your kidneys are doing their job usually. Don't overload them. There can be side effects with taking too much fluid in at once. But to get to your point of, you know, does cranberry juice actually prevent bacteria from sticking to the cell lining of your urinary tract? There's mixed evidence. So one study that I found showed that there may be interference with bacterial film creation. Um, and bacterial film is essentially when, you're, when the bacteria in your urinary tract create a shield around them, so as to speak. And that's what allows them to kind of stick to the cell linings in your urinary tract more. So the study that I found was done on female pigs and this paper was from March 2019 and we can link the paper in our about section. So this study had female pigs that they fed dried cranberry powder to and then they collected their urine. From the urine they found cranberry 
oligosaccharides, which had activity that may possibly stop UTI-causing bacteria from sticking onto the urinary tract lining. That is a big may, and this was only done on female pigs, not humans. So that is one piece of evidence that we can debate upon. But there are many other pieces of evidence that we can also talk about. So I'm glad you brought that up. The other piece of evidence is that there is no effect. And you'll find more studies, more so than not, uh, arguing that cranberry juice has no effect in treating UTIs. I definitely found that when I was doing a lot of research, they, one article was actually titled, we need to move on from cranberry juice. So I think that's definitely something that is prominent in the literature that I've seen. Definitely. I, I'm sure you might agree. I think about 80% plus of the papers that I was coming across had no effect as the conclusion. The other type of mixed evidence we're finding is that cranberry juice may be beneficial, but only because you're increasing urine flow. So a lot of the things that you'll hear a lot of health practitioners suggesting for UTIs is increase your fluid intake. And what that is doing is actually just forcing you to produce more urine so you can flush the bacteria out. And that's the benefit of producing more urine, not necessarily what you're drinking. And even if there were papers that says cranberry juice might work, the optimal dose to use is unknown. That goes for cranberry supplements and vitamin C supplements as well. So even if there was any sort of evidence that it, these supplements help to prevent uh, UTIs or help to treat UTIs, there is no optimal dose that's known. And it's not recommended that people trial on themselves by taking a whole bunch of natural supplements. Regardless of whether things are natural or not, they can always have an adverse effect on our system if we don't use things properly. And essentially, the juice might be helpful because some people find that it helps out with their symptoms, specifically burning, because the more you urinate, usually the less time you're giving the bacteria to settle in your tract. Um, and that's probably why it helps. The last piece of evidence is actually contradicting the usefulness of cranberry juice at all. So some of these studies say that the sugar in the juice might actually prove to be a fuel for the bacteria and make your UTI worse. You'll also find the advice that instead of using cranberry juice to use a cranberry supplement, I'm sure you found this in your readings as well, but it essentially comes down to the same points that we mentioned before. Whether it's juice or the cranberry supplement, if you're happy taking it, that's great. Just know that it might not be having as much of an effect as you think it is. Definitely. On to myth number two. Only women get UTIs. Kayla, how do you feel about this? We all have urinary tracts. It would make sense that we're all susceptible to having a urinary tract infection. That is my, res my short and sweet response to that. That myth. is the most perfect response I would have had as well. So myth debunked. Anyone with a urinary tract can have a urinary tract infection. Now, a little bit of 
logic underlying this myth might be to do with, yes, women do actually get urinary tract infections more frequently. And that is for a reason that is a little bit of a fun fact. The part of the urinary tract that is actually exposed to the world, in a sense, is called the urethra. The urethra in females is much shorter than that of a urethra in a male. Now, I feel like this warrants a mini discussion as to how you end up with a urinary tract infection in the first place. UTIs occur typically when bacteria is introduced to the urethra, and that bacteria is, tends to be more often than not E. coli bacteria. So just the fact that women have shorter urethras, typically four centimeters, female urethras are much closer to the anus than male urethras are. Um, and also males have urethras that are 15 to 20 centimeters long. It gives bacteria a longer route to cross before it actually gets into the bladder and starts causing problems. And it's also important to know that if you are an individual who ha happens to retain urine, so either on purpose, if you don't go to the bathroom enough or when you need to, I know there's some people who are on a train or they're traveling somewhere and they're like, okay, we'll wait 10 more minutes and then we'll go to the bathroom. Not ideal. So if you're retaining urine due to you waiting for the next train station or uh, due to an underlying medical condition, or even pregnancy, where sometimes it's harder to fully empty out your bladder, that can cause just further retention of the bacteria as well, making it more likely for you to end up with a UTI. And another point is that why people think it might be more common in women other than the reasons we already mentioned is that hormone changes, they come back every single time. You're more likely to get UTIs when you're menopausal and postmenopausal, and it all comes down to the hormones. And we won't get into the depths of that quite today. Myth, we'll call it 2.5 because it definitely has to do with our last discussion, is that only sexually active women can get UTIs. Myth debunked. So just a little bit of truth behind it. Intercourse does increase the likelihood of getting UTIs. And that's why you'll hear a commonly uh, talked about suggestion of peeing before and after sex. That is definitely something that can help prevent UTIs. Uh, but again, intercourse increases the likelihood because as we spoke about, just the way female anatomy is, proximity, friction, bacteria, getting introduced to places where it usually wouldn't be. That's definitely not the only reason to get a UTI. So this myth is definitely debunked. Yeah, great. I have nothing to add to that because I agree. So our third myth is that tampons cause UTIs. Arnie? No. <laughs> no, your anatomy. So tampons, I think sometimes there's a common misconception of female anatomy. To put it very bluntly, there are three holes. One where we pee from, the urethra. One where we might menstruate from, the vagina. And one where we poop from, the anus. So these kind of go top to bottom uh, in that order. Tampons go in the vagina. They are not going near the urethra. So they shouldn't be causing UTIs. 
There have been a few studies that suggest using tampons over pads might actually be better in preventing UTIs just because you're not being exposed to a moist um Bacteria likes moist areas, and if a tampon's being used, it's more removed from the outside environment than a pad is. A pad is, by nature, in the outside environment, so there is more exposure to other bacteria there. So that will make it easier for a UTI to be contracted that way. That was perfect wording. Let's just keep that. I, I love it. So myth three, debunked. So I think that about covers it for the myths we have for this episode. But we definitely want to talk about what you should do if you think you have a UTI. So again, if you're experiencing any of the symptoms we mentioned in the beginning of the episode, get it checked out. If it's your first time experiencing something like this, definitely get it checked out. You're going to end up going to your healthcare provider and they will ask you to give a urine sample once you give them that, they'll probably put you on antibiotics and you are good to go. If you're a UTI veteran, then you probably know what you're experiencing and you probably know that you're most likely going to need antibiotics anyway. After you start antibiotics, it's quite likely that your symptoms are going to go away within two to three days. Regardless, if you're on a longer course, please finish the whole course of antibiotics. If you don't, this is how antibiotic resistance in the community happens. But that's a whole different spiel. Please do not ignore your UTI symptoms. I know a lot of people are antibiotic adverse, and sometimes that's a good thing. But if you are experiencing a UTI, if you ignore symptoms and you know, don't go for your antibiotics as prescribed by your provider, things can take a bad turn pretty quickly. And the red flags to look out for is if you're having any of those burning frequent symptoms, plus back pain, fevers, chills, nausea, vomiting. Um, These latter symptoms can actually indicate that the bacteria has traveled up from your bladder and into your kidneys and become a kidney infection. That is what can happen with an untreated urinary tract infection. So even though they're quite common, they can get pretty serious pretty fast. And let's sum it up. And welcome back to our summary and fun facts. So basically the TLDR of this whole episode is... Drink water, that would help. Cranberry juice, probably not. But if you love cranberry juice, drink it. And if you have a UTI, go see your healthcare professional to go treat it. And for our fun facts. So our first fun fact, there are more facts, but they are a little fun, is that a UTI can be an infection anywhere in the urinary tract, including the urethra, bladder, and kidneys. So we did really talk about that during the episode. So I thought that was something that we could kind of plop in here. And that a bladder infection is an infection that is isolated in the bladder and is actually different from a UTI. But because they're so connected, UTI is normally the term that's used for You're everything. You're definitely right. And when someone presents with three different types of infection, 
we would treat it differently depending on where the bacteria is. If it's in the lower urinary tract, so the urethra, that's your typical UTI. If it's in the bladder, it's called cystitis. If it's gone to the kidneys, it's called pyelonephritis. Yeah, but in colloquial, typically everyone says UTI. But it's great to know those, uh, those are the fun facts actually have changed it. Fun facts are the actual names of perfect. the entities. And like you said, they're treated differently, but you're going to probably experience them similarly. And the last fun fact, again, I don't know how fun this fact is, but is that another symptom of a UTI can be presented as mimicking dementia and causing confusion. And some people actually experience falling so or hallucinations because up. of one. I see it on a daily basis at the hospital. That can be related to urosepsis or when the UTI bacteria ends up going to your blood. Or it doesn't even have to be urosepsis. It can just be a UTI in typically an elderly patient, so 75 plus. Delirium, hallucinations, quite common in that age group. And another fun fact to add upon that is that person might not even present with the burning they might just show up and be delirious and then you do a urine test on them and find out that, oh, they have a UTI. So that's a fun fact for you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our TMI Talks, where we do the research so you don't have to. Let us know if you have any questions at the Gal Pals Guide on Instagram or by emailing us at thegalpalsguide at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and rate our podcast on your chosen podcast platform. Okay, bye.